This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pandorus. Pastor Albert Pandorus, the old Trailblazer. Been here with you a long, long time. Let me tell you a little bit of history. The old, the old, uh, the old Trailblazer was originated back there many, many years ago by Pastor Shelton there in New Orleans. He was a, he was the old Trailblazer. He rode old Dan. He had the sound effects of old Dan clipped it clopping down the road. He had the sound effects of uh, taking a boat down to the bayou to preach to them people. All of those things, we don't have that now. But I'm riding old Dan theoretically, and uh, maybe maybe you maybe you understand. Old Dan, old pony, been with us a long time. But I'm out here today bringing you God's message from the Word of God. We're looking at what the church has lost. Would you Would you perk up your ears and listen? What the church has lost and how we can regain it or redeem it, my friend. But listen, let's go back and look. The average group of preachers today, we were looking at that, the average group of preachers today will talk about their church programs, their buildings program, their different phases of their church life. They'll be laughing and cracking jokes or rolling a cigarette or lighting a pipe or cigar, talking about the latest movies or all of those things, my friend. Listen. He means, listen now, he saved them. Listen now, let me go back. Do they mention Christ and how he saved them? No, no. Listen, listen. Uh, and what it means to him? If, if, uh, if that's the case this morning, my friend, among the ministry, how deplorable it must be among the laity and uh, in your religious circles. Oh, listen, the presence of Christ is not manifested and brother, you cannot cultivate the presence of Christ unless he is there and is made real by the Holy Spirit. Everywhere you turn in the average church today, there is nothing but emptiness and worldliness and coldness. I had two of our people stop by a church up there and on the East Coast somewhere. They heard about this pastor and they wanted to go hear him on a Sunday night. And they told me it was the coldest place they'd ever been. And when they came out of the church, the pastor was standing by the back door. And he just said, good to have y'all, good to have y'all. He, he said, uh, and that's what we're coming to, folks. That's what we have here in our local area. But listen, you, you, get, you get a person like the old trailblazer preaching hell off the cross. They won't have it. No, sir. They tell me. I had a lady call me. Don't, Pastor, don't mention hell on the radio. Said it bothers me if you mention hell. Listen, the presence of Christ is not manifested in our average meeting or our average church. And brother, you can't cultivate that presence unless he is there and is made real by the Holy Spirit. Everywhere you turn in the average church today, and I know what I'm talking about, there is nothing but emptiness and worldliness. We had a couple came by here one Wednesday night and had service with us in our church here a couple of years ago. And uh, well, a longer than that because my wife was living. And uh, after service, there's two couples that are going on a cruise in New Orleans. They stopped by here. And one of the ladies loved, hugged my wife and said, Lady, y'all are just too friendly. Y'all just love people too much. That's what she told her. My wife told me when we got home, said that lady said, them folks, you folks love each other too much. But my friend, isn't that what we're supposed to do? Isn't that what we're supposed to do? Then the most tragical thing is we have substituted social life 
for the presence of Christ, and because there's a great activity of social life, we pawn it, listen, we pawn it of as the presence and leadership of the Holy Spirit. That's what we call it. When it is nothing in the world but the energy and the presence of Satan. Brothers, sisters, we have lost the presence of Christ. Can, is there anybody out there a believed old trailblazer? Do you have any confidence in the old trailblazer at all to tell you the truth? Let me know if, if what I'm telling you is the truth, my friend. Do that. Call me or write me. Let me know. Say, go on, trailblazer. I have folks send me a generous offer, and they say, go on, trailblazer. I had a man from Northern Ireland call me last week, and he said, Mr. Pendarvis, Brother Pendarvis, Pastor, don't take us off the air. We've been having some trouble with this station. We've got it all cleared up. But he said, please, I've been listening to you for years, and I don't want you to go off of this station. Oh, my, I was in Northern Ireland, folks. Long way in it. And you can hear us in Beijing, China, or Taipei, or wherever, my friend, Taiwan, if you want to hear it. But on the internet radio, but listen, brethren, we have lost the presence of Christ. We're subject today is what the church has lost. Well, we lost the presence of Christ in our churches, and we need to wake up. I tell our folks here on the eleven o'clock service, wake up, or if you're there at home in your easy chair, wake up and listen, listen, realize. And not close our eyes against the truth. The remedy is a spiritual awakening and the new birth. A spiritual awakening and the new birth. Wouldn't you love to see a revival like they used to have in the old days, days of the Puritans? You know, when this country was discovered, those folks that came over here, most of them, a lot of them, were called Puritans. They settled up there in the northeast. Because they preached the pure gospel. They didn't preach error. They didn't preach all of this other junk that we have today. And uh, they were that's why they called them Puritans, like the Spurgeon and Max Shane's Bonard and Whitfield. That's right. Whitfield was cast out of the church in England because he preached the sovereignty of God and the election of God and the predestination of God. They put him out of the churches. He was the first open-air preacher that ever existed. I went to his church up uh, to his church house. He's not there no more, of course. I went to his chapel there in Savannah, Georgia. Stood behind his pulpit. What a feeling! What what a what a what a great feeling, my friend, to stand where that great man of God stood. He had an orphanage up there, still does, and of course he's not here anymore. Listen, since we have lost the presence of Christ, since we have lost it. Following that, we have lost the authority of God's Word. Oh, my friend, the authority. People, people, people have no, written, no respect now for the pastor. Most places that I know of, they're just a hired a helper to preach the gospel, preach if he don't preach what he'd like, they put him out. I had a man call me from over in Georgia not long ago, and he said, Mr. Trailblazer, Pastor, Said I, I have a nice little church, about two hundred members. I'm a I'm a retired uh, military man, and he said they treat me good, they pay me good, but they have a committee for everything that goes on in this church. 
committee for cutting the grass, committee for painting the church, committee for uh, somebody getting the mail, committee for somebody picking out the song, committee for everything, my friend. And he said, I hardly have any authority at all. What can I do, Pastor? What can I do? I have a a lovely church. I said, well, from what you tell me, I would tell you this. Bring your pulpit, bring your suitcase to the church one Sunday morning, set it down by your pulpit, preach hell off the cross, consign them all to hell, pick up your suitcase and drive off and leave it with them, my friend. You don't have to be a doormat for that bunch. No, sir. But listen, since we've lost the presence of Christ, following that now, listen, we have lost the authority of God's word. No longer is the word of God the all-sufficient rule of faith and practice to the average church member, including the preacher. We have substituted the tradition of men minimizing the word of the Lord and whittled whittled it to pieces. We take only what suits us and pigeonholes the rest, my friend. And then they had all of these modern-day Bibles, they call them. Oh, we come, folks come in here in our bookstore. We want a Ninive Bible. Well, we don't sell them, my friend. We only sell the King James Version, and uh, most people now know it, and they come here looking for the King James Version. But anyhow, we, 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 what we have on the market today is all of these newfangled, newfangled versions, they call them EVs, English version. Oh, but my friend, I don't want to get started on that. There, Listen, there will be, there you will go. Where will you go to find this present-day preacher's standing behind their pulpit, thundering forth the Word of God in the power of the Holy Spirit that breaks them like a hammer and burns them like a fire until men tremble, listen now, till men tremble and cry out, what must I do to be saved? Like the old Philippian jailer, my friend. Oh, but listen, I praise the Lord for the truth, my friend. We have a broadcast here called the Voice of Truth, the Voice of God. Oh, my friend, let me say, unbroken, verbally inspired. You do you know the Bible is verbally inspired? You think these modernists that have whittled the Bible to preaching that those things are verbally inspired? No, sir. No, sir. That old man cried out, "What must I do to be saved?" Do you hear any of that in your church, my friend? I have. I've heard it. Yeah, members of our churches are not shaping their lives by the Word of God any longer, but by the latest new movies and fashion shows and and, uh, country music awards and the other movie awards and all of those things, putting putting a lot of praise on those individuals. In in, uh, 2 Timothy 4, 1, 2, the Apostle Paul, in writing to Timothy, as his son, adopted son, He said, I charge thee, therefore, Timothy, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall the quick and the dead at his appearing and at his kingdom, preach the word, preach the word, be instant in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. That's exactly the verse that the Lord in my commission to preach the gospel, that was a part of part of God's commission to this poor old poor old country boy. Preach the word. 
what what else do we preach? The Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. We preach that, my friend, that Christ died for sinners. You know that Christ died for sinners. Did anybody ever tell you, my friend, that Christ died for sinners? Luke 19.10 says, Christ came to seek and to save that which was lost. Oh, my friend, do you have any lost, for, lost folks in your church, preacher? What would happen if someone stood up in your 11 o'clock service and said, Mr. Preacher, I'm lost. I want to be saved. What would you do? Oh, my friend, would you, would you comfort them, my friend? No, sir. Turn. Turn to the Lord. Repent. Turn to the Lord. If the Lord is awakened in his soul, that means he's going to save you, my friend, if you turn to him. Turn to him. Salvation is trusting the Lord. That's right, my friend. You say, oh, that's so simple. Well, it's not simple, my friend, because you must be awakened to your lost condition by the Holy Spirit, shown that you deserve to go to hell, show that you have no righteousness of your own, but the Lord said he came not to call the righteous, but sinner. Are you a sinner? Has the Lord ever shown you that you're a sinner? Have you ever taken your place as a sinner? Oh, my friend, I do. And I read the old, old, old preachers and pastors of years gone by, how the folks stood up and said, Pastor, pray for me. I'm lost. Pray for me, Pastor. I'm lost. The old trailblazer's got to get off the radio now. Be back tomorrow with another study from God's Word. We're looking at what the church has lost. And then we'll get down to what he has to do to regain it. But remember my mailing address, the old trailblazer, post office box 1810, Walker, W-A-L-K-E-R, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And my phone number here is air code 225-664-8658. I'm always here early in the morning. Call me at 7 o'clock morning our time here. I'll answer the phone. I had a lady call the other day. She said, you mean I can talk to the pastor? Well, we'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye, and God bless you. Pastor Pendarvis reminds you to listen to the live Sunday morning Bible School of the Air and morning worship hour broadcasts from 10 a.m. to noon Central Time. These broadcasts are available on the Radio Missions Internet Radio Station. For more information, visit our website at radiomissions.org or call the church office at 225-664-8658. 